Welcome to the Kerwin Baptist Church broadcast today. Our desire is for the Word of God to be spread throughout the world so that all may know Christ. Join us now for a portion of one of our services here at Kerwin Baptist Church, located in Kernersville, North Carolina. Proverbs chapter 31, look at verse 10. It says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. Rubies, obviously, are valuable because they're beautiful, they're radiant, the way they reflect light. And, um, and then it says in the first part, who can find a virtuous woman? And I want to talk to you about that today. And mothers, we love you. And this is a day that we're going to brag on you. And I made the mistake, I think, three or four years ago, thinking, well, you know, we're going to center this around mothers. And, and I think I picked a mom in the Bible and told all the things that she did for her children as if I'm trying to on Mother's Day, when we're to brag on you, I'm trying to tell you how, how you're supposed to be a mother. I didn't mean it that way, but I thought later on, I was like, yeah, that might have come across wrong. Today, I'm bragging on you. Because I want to be liked. No, I'm just picking. <laughs> Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And thank you for the mom you gave me. How I miss her. And Lord, thank you for uh, these moms in this building today. And then, obviously, Lord, we have many of our families and moms that are elsewhere today visiting their family. We're glad for many family that came in today to see their mothers and things. And um, Lord, I don't think any of us would ever realize or even be able to describe what our mother means to us and all the little things that were unnoticed that nobody will ever know about that they did except for you. But Lord, we believe you'll reward one day. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help as we look at your word today for us to understand how appreciative we should be. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Who can find a virtuous woman? Now, we recently had Easter, and let me describe how God used this to kind of shed some light on me on this chapter, which is why I wanted to use this chapter for Mother's Day. It's a kind of a family tradition. I don't know if it's spiritual. I guess it's probably not spiritual. But we have Easter egg hunt, and uh, my wife's family, uh, they're at her mom and dad's, and, and, you know, kids, grandkids, everybody comes in, and uh, they'll, they'll boil the eggs and all, hard-boil the eggs and all that, and decorate the eggs up a couple nights before all the different family units involved in our family will, and then they come together when we eat for Easter or the day before, whatever, and they will go hide all these Easter eggs and, um, and then, it's tradition, there's an, an old barn, there's a, there's a number of them on that property, but there's an old barn, and for some reason, after the Easter hunt is done, they take the eggs and they throw them against that barn and crack them, and there's just a bunch of egg junk all over that. And you can imagine how the farm smells after about a week or two of all that egg, and that's just the kids love doing it, man, they chunk those eggs and they just enjoy that. Well, you know, we did obviously again this year, and we hit all these eggs, and so we, we get all the kids out, obviously, and of course, uh, I've watched as ours get older, it gets, you know, not as fun for some of the older kids, you know, and they, they kind of help the younger kids, and of course, Caden's still into it and all that stuff, and, and we're like, all right, got to come find these Easter eggs, and, and Caden said his leg hurt that day, and next thing I know, I'm pulling him around in a little wagon, and I realized he played me. He really did. <laughs> so here I am, 45, looking for Easter eggs and pulling this wagon, you know, kind of a thing. And uh, then we'd find one. He said, get that for me, Dad. So here I am picking up the eggs. I'm pulling him. I'm like, who's the parent here? What's going on? But when we bring him out and we say, all right, who can find these Easter eggs? 
it doesn't mean that there's not eggs out there. It means that there's a lot of eggs out there. But what we're saying is you need to find them and notice them. And you know, in Proverbs 31, when he says, who can find a virtuous woman? I don't think that Solomon here is saying, it's hard to find one. There's not many good women around. Have you ever thought about that? Now, isn't that not how we kind of use the passage? Who can find one? They're hard to find. So ladies, you better shape up. Become Proverbs 31 ladies. So that you can be... I think what Solomon here is saying, and I'm just being honest with you, he is saying, who is wise enough to notice when God has blessed you with a virtuous woman? Who can find her? And in other words, this, you know, who is smart enough to realize, you know what? God blessed me with a virtuous mother, or God has blessed me with a virtuous wife, or God has placed some ladies and women in my life that have shaped who I am and have been a blessing to me. And, and what I believe Solomon is saying, and here's a man that had over 900 wives and had a kingdom and was a wise man and all these things. And I think what he was saying is this, that it's very easy for us to overlook or underappreciate virtuous women in our lives. I think Solomon is speaking to us even more than he's speaking to the women. And he begins to describe a virtuous woman. And as you read these things, you realize that he is describing much of what I have been blessed with, with a mother in my life and a wife in my life and all these things. I don't have time to go through all these things, but I want you to understand Solomon here is saying, Hey, are you wise enough to find them? Can you, can you notice them? I mean, just like when we were looking at Easter eggs, a lot of times we'd step right over an egg that was hidden in, in grass or up on a tree trunk or something like that, and we would walk right by it. It was right there, but we just didn't notice. And oftentimes I think Solomon is saying that, you know what, you and I need to be able to spot and notice and appreciate and realize how blessed we've been that God has given us these kind of ladies in our life. To you mothers here today, I'm here to tell you, you are underappreciated. As much as we've tried to thank you today, if we did everything every day of the year that we do on Mother's Day and we did it all year long every day, it still wouldn't be enough for what you do. What's interesting here is Solomon says, who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies. It means that it's common to overlook and underappreciate this kind of woman. May I say this, you should realize that money could not or could not buy something as valuable as this kind of woman in your life. Any of you that had a godly mother, you know, and, and there's, there, there's folks here that say, preacher, I had a rotten mother. You wouldn't believe some of the things she did, all these things in my life. Maybe you weren't blessed with maybe that kind of mother, but you know that ought to make you strive harder to be this kind of lady. But may I, may I say this, that you should realize that this is what Solomon said, her price is far above rubies, which means this, that all the money in the world can't buy what this kind of woman should mean to you. If you were blessed with a mother like this as I was, you know what? I should realize there's not all the money in the world couldn't buy me a mom like that. We're blessed. May I say this, you should 
realize that if God's blessed you with a wife or a mother or something like that in your life, a presence from a lady, that you have been blessed with something that money could not buy. Now, may I say this, and I, I think you know I'm not trying to be um, inappropriate, but in our day and time, and has been even in Solomon's time, by the way, and it was a very common thing, in our day, you can buy a woman, but you can't buy a virtuous one. They're not for sale. Her price is far above rubies. Solomon is saying this, a virtuous woman's price is far beyond something superficial or material. A virtuous woman isn't enamored with vain, superficial, material possessions. A virtuous woman is more valuable than anything else in your life. Now Solomon begins after verse 10 to say, who can find a virtuous woman? These are the things that you should look for. These are the things that when you see these in somebody in your life, you should stop and notice that God's blessed you with this. I want you to notice first, look at verse 11. Solomon says first, the kind of woman that you should appreciate, the kind of woman you should notice. Notice number one, are mothers that are trustworthy. Verse 11 says that the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. He safely trust in her. May I say this, that if you, in your life, if you were blessed with a mother that was trustworthy, you should take notice of that. You should be thankful for that. You had a mom you could trust. Let me tell you something. I, I shared things with her that I would be embarrassed to talk to you about. But I knew when I shared them with my mother, that was it. The only person she would ever talk to about that is God. Trustworthy. If you have a mom that's honest and a, a mom that has character, you should consider yourself blessed. Don't have that in your life and let it go un underappreciated. And don't have that in your life and let it go overlooked. This is the day to say, Mom, you have been trustworthy and, and, and you are precious. And I want you to know that. Solomon says this in verse 12. He says, mothers that make life better. Verse 12, it says, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. You know, if you've been blessed with a mother that just always made everything better. You know, there, might, there are individuals here that have maybe somebody in your life that it seems that whenever they showed up, it made things worse. And you might have individuals like that in your life right now. I don't know. But my mother made everything better. It's like if I got to do something, it made it better if mom was there. Unless I was sneaking away trying to do something she didn't want me to do. Then it wasn't good if she was there. But she always showed up. I never got away with anything. It was horrible. Let me go on to the next point. It's too convicting. Number three, Solomon says that you should notice mothers that work willingly. Look at verse 13. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. You know, I think that oftentimes you and I, we overlook and underappreciate how much our moms work. All the things that they do. I'm going to tell you something. My, uh, my wife is a fantastic mom, and I get the chance to sit up here and say that. I know every one of you would say that probably about your wife, if you have children and all those things. But she works constantly. And I will tell you this, it, it, she, not, she doesn't work a job outside of the house. 
it's great if you do, and, and I know it's a lot to balance and try to work a job and then, you know, take care of home too, and I understand that. But I'm going to tell you, stay-at-home moms have it as bad and rough as anybody else. Their job is hard. And I'm going to tell you, she works constant, constant. And, and I don't even, I'm sure, notice half of what she does. But I do know this, that there are times, and I have found out as I got older, I was able to notice and figure things out, that my mom worked tirelessly. And she did it willingly. She was glad to do it for me because I was her child. And I'm afraid I did not appreciate it as much as I should have. Notice what Solomon says here, number four. He says, you should notice mothers that sacrifice sleep. Now you say, well, that, that doesn't sound like a real spiritual point. Oh, it is. Look at verse 15. The Bible says, She riseth also while it is night. Now look at verse 18, in the middle of verse 18. Her candle goeth not out by night. So here it is, she lights the candle so she can stay up later, and then she wakes up before it's even light, and she wakes up in the middle of the night. How many times do mothers have to do that? Everybody goes to bed. They're still up doing stuff, fixing stuff, preparing stuff, getting stuff done that they didn't have time during the day. And then they finally get to bed and one of the kids begins to cry or this or that. Now they're up taking care of this and taking care of that. Last night I kind of rolled over, just kind of woke up. I didn't really know why and, and uh, kind of reached over and Julie wasn't there. And Caden was up about something, as he is just about every other night when he sleeps at our house. He sleeps at her parents' house. He sleeps great. I think they drug him. I think they give him, it's like Tylenol PM, he's in there chugging it or something. I don't know what they're doing. Whatever they're doing, I'm going to try it. How many times have moms sacrificed sleep for their family? Solomon says there's something else you should take notice of is mothers that nurture. Look at verse 15. I just want you to know, these are things Solomon said, hey, you should be able to find this. If, if this is in your life and your mother or, or a lady in your life does this, you should take notice of this. Look at verse 15. The Bible says she giveth meat to her household. Here she prepares meals for them. Notice verse 20. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor. She reacheth forth her hands to the needy. Look at verse 27. She looketh well to the ways of her household. Doesn't say herself. It doesn't say she looks after herself. It says she looks to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Mothers that nurture, they care. They take care. Somebody's needy. They want to help them. Somebody's hurting. They want to fix it. Child needs something. Somebody's hungry. I can't tell you how many times you come home, whatever the case may be, and mom would be like, you hungry? That's why I'm fat. You want some ice cream? No, uh, yeah. Some mothers nurture a little too much. Number six, Solomon says this, you should take notice of mothers that are strong. Cliff said about Brandy here, he said, you know, she's strong, she's powerful. It's good that he notices that. He needs to see it. He needs to realize that us men look at ourselves that way. But oftentimes we don't notice that 
Our wives and our mothers had strength beyond what we could even imagine. I've often said God had women that were able to have children because us men could not have taken it. I mean, we complain because, you know, we got to be in the birthing room or something. We have no idea. We're like, hey, my back hurts, babe, and they, they birthed three children, you know. I mean, women are strong. Notice what he says, look at verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing. It means she puts on strength. It means where you see her, you see strength. Notice, if you would, verse 17. The Bible says, she girdeth her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She's working and, and her arms literally get strong because she's birthing babies, carrying babies, taking care of babies, giving meat to her household, working here, working, doing that. Mothers that are strong. Now I'm going to stop in a timeout. I've got just a couple more to give you and I'm going to let you go. But let me tell you, i got a kick out of this passage. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one that thinks it's funny. All right, look at, look, at, look if you would at verse 11. The Bible says, her husband's heart trusts in her. Verse 12, she does them good. Now look at verse 13. She seeks wool, flax, works willingly with her hands. And the Bible says, look at verse 14, she bringeth her fruit, food from afar. Excuse me. The Bible says, verse 15, she riseth while it's night, gives meat to her household. Look at verse 16, she considers a field, buys it with the fruit of her hands. She plants a vineyard. Man, she's doing it all. Notice verse 17, she girdeth her loins with strength. 18, she perceived that a merchandise is good, her candle goeth not out by night. Look at verse 19, she layeth her hands to the spindle, her hands hold the staff. She stretches out her hand to the poor. Look at verse 21, she's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her households clothed with scarlet. She's already made the clothes, she's already got the food stored up. Bible says, verse 22, she maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Man, she's making wool and flax and linen and planting a vineyard and getting the food ready and cooking meals and up at night and up early in the morning. What is her husband doing? <laughs> Look at verse 23. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth. It's right there. She's out doing all this. What's he doing? Sitting with the other men downtown. The leaders. Well, let's see what we can do about this. She's out there making linen, flax, getting the food, feeding the kids. And then the husband comes home and is like, you know, I'm tired. I've been sitting all day. I think I'm going to get in my recliner for a while and sit some more. I just thought that was funny. And you ladies owe me because I brought it to light. Okay. Back to my message. I just thought that was funny. Solomon says you ought to appreciate number seven, mothers that are wise. Look at verse 26. She openeth her mouth with wisdom. Now, mothers do have a flaw because they are blinded sometimes to the faults of their children. Like I've said, you know, you ask my mom, you know, was Daniel a good boy? Oh, never had a problem out of him. You ask my dad, he's like, oh. <laughs> mom says, oh, it's my baby. Okay. But I will tell you this. Mothers have wisdom. And I will tell you that my mom never that I could ever recall gave me bad advice. 
but she did, get, she did give me a lot of good advice that I didn't listen to. She opened her mouth with wisdom. You say, if I had that kind of mother, you should notice it. Solomon says, who can find a virtuous woman? If she's there, don't overlook her. Don't walk right by it. Don't miss it. You need to pick it up and notice it and say, hey, I appreciate you. Notice, if you would, number eight, mothers that are kind. Verse 26. He says, she opened her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Kindness. Boy, so many things I could say about that. For sake of time, look at number nine. He says, above all else, one thing you ought to notice, and he, and he kind of talks about this a bit more than anything else. Verse 26. He said, you need to notice mothers that fear God. The Bible says, look at verse 30, favor is deceitful. Beauty's vain. Favor is deceitful. It really shouldn't matter if, if everybody likes your mom, and it really shouldn't matter if maybe your mom did everything everybody thought she should do, and it doesn't even really matter if your mom had physical beauty or didn't have physical beauty. shouldn't matter one bit to you. You know what is most important? A woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. If you were blessed with a mother that feared God and tried to get you to, you were blessed. Don't overlook it. Take notice. Moms have such an impact on their children, and oftentimes you don't see the fruit of that impact, and you don't necessarily see the decisions that were as a result of that impact till maybe later in life sometimes, and, and there's a lot of things they can do and a lot of directions they can go. But I will tell you this, that if they were blessed with a mom that feared God, they will never forget it. You and I should appreciate it. Notice number 10, Solomon says that you should notice mothers that are appreciated. Now look at verse 28. He says, her children shall arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Look at verse 31. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. What do you mean her own works praise her in the gates? It means that the way that we praise her is to exclaim and tell all the things that she did for us. That means we should notice it and appreciate it and share with others. My mom was a wonderful mom because she did this and she did that. I'm afraid sometimes a virtuous woman, wonderful, godly mother, can go very underappreciated. We're just used to it. We've had it so long and so well that we just think that's it. And you know what's interesting? Oftentimes we don't notice it till they're gone. I want to read this to you. I thought this was good. A man stopped at a flower shop to order some flowers to be wired to his mother who lived 200 miles away. As he got out of his car, he noticed a young girl sitting on the curb crying. He asked her what was wrong and she replied, I wanted to buy a red rose for my mother, but I only have 75 cents and the lady says each rose costs $2. The man smiled and said, come on in with me, I'll buy you a rose. 
So he bought the little girl her rose, and then he ordered his mother's flowers to be sent to his mother. And as they were leaving, he noticed that the girl was walking, and he said, Can I give you a ride home? She said, Yes, please. Can you take me to my mother? He said, Absolutely. So they got in the car, and she directed him to a cemetery. And when she got out, she walked to a grave and placed that rose on a freshly dug grave. The man with tears in his eyes returned immediately to the flower shop, canceled the wire order, picked up an extremely large bouquet of flowers, and drove 200 miles to his mother's house. Oftentimes we don't realize how great it is till it's gone. You know, maybe some of us so just put a little more effort, a little more time, a little more of this. Say, hey, listen, who can find a virtuous woman? I can. I can. And God, you bless me with one. And I want the world to know it. And I especially want her to know it. That mom, God blessed me when he gave me you. All these things, you did that for us. And you were up early and you stayed up late and you fixed meals for us. And, and you worried about making sure we had the clothes that fit. And, and you did this and you did that and you made things fun. And you always made life better instead of worse. I can find a virtuous woman. I can do that. So let's tell them. So often, I would pull Caden... And I would see an egg sitting there, and he's supposed to be the one finding it, you know. I was tired of bending over. It hurt, you know. And so I would pull the wagon, and I'm looking at the egg, and he's just looking up around here. And I'm like, Caden, you see anything? I would wheel the wagon right there. Caden, what? Egg. Egg. Oh, yeah, get that for me, Dad. You know how often he walked right by that egg and never saw it? I tell you, my goal and my prayer is that when that young man gets older, that he won't walk by his mother and not notice all she's done for him and all your mother did for you. Let's appreciate him. Let's be the kind of people that can find that and notice it. Praise her. Lord, I love you. We don't have any idea where many of us would be without our mothers. And Lord, I pray that you would help us today. You have said in your word, honor to whom honor. And Lord, we are here to worship you, not our mother. But Lord, we're here to praise you for the mothers you gave us. And Lord, you have said that when people deserve honor that we should give it. And Lord, today, we want to take this chance and this day, this special day, to not ride by, walk by unnoticed, but to be the kind of individuals that can find a virtuous woman, that can notice it when it's there. And Lord, as a husband, as a son, as a child, even as a pastor. Thank you, Lord, 
for how you've blessed my, my life with godly women. Lord, I thank you for the mom you gave me. I thank you, Lord, for the number of things, even I think of Miss Dorcas prayed for me over the years for numbers of things. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my mother-in-law. Thank you for ladies here, Lord, that have been faithful to pray for me. And Lord, I don't know where I would be, but I do not want to be guilty of not noticing individuals like this. Lord, we probably walk by them every day because they're in our own house and we don't notice. So forgive us for that. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. I want you to stand all over the building, if you will. It might be that you have need to find an altar for something this morning. Maybe it's to thank God for an individual in your life. Maybe it's to ask God to help heal a relationship with somebody in your life. Maybe God's led you to join this church and to um, worship here with us. You come at this time. We appreciate you being here. We'll not have long invitation. Thank you for listening today. We hope you received a blessing from our broadcast. The Kerwin Baptist Church is located at 4520 Old Hollow Road in Kernersville, North Carolina. You may also contact us by phone at 336-993-5192 or via the web at kerwinbaptistchurch.com. Enjoy our services live and all our media on our website and church app. Thank you for listening to the Kerwin broadcast today. God bless you.